You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hi, I'm Lauren, Education Editor at Campus Review. Today I spoke to Fiona Anson, the co-founder and director of JobGetter, an online jobs platform. We spoke about a new report issued by her company showing a surprising fact about the most in-demand job in Australia. The report also showed that employers increasingly value soft skills. The first sort of section of the report looks at what jobs are in demand. Mm -hmm. You listed the top 10 most in demand Mm -hmm. jobs. Was there anything about this list that surprised you? Uh, Yeah, there was actually. Um, I think uh, all of us thought that um, IT would come out on top. Um, And yet building and construction did, uh, I guess, having a look around Sydney uh, and Melbourne and and some of the other capitals I've been to recently, uh, when you look at the number of cranes and the construction that's going on, it it probably isn't a surprise. But when we first kind of pull the figures out, uh, which we do on a monthly basis, um, you kind of you go, oh, building and construction, you kind of with all the news around, you think that it's it's going to be IT uh, and STEM related careers. So that was, I guess, probably the first surprise. Um, and then the others were um, things like sales, which is obviously still up there in, in terms of demand. Um, I think when you when you read the media and you start you hear uh, you know that it's it's all about aged care and childcare and those services sectors, whilst they're growing, they're still not right up the top of the demand list at, as yet. So I guess time will tell as to whether or not those jobs start to become you know the most in demand. Uh, but um, certainly at this point in time, there's, there's either um, the trades or the human facing, uh, you know, things that are hard to replace by automation are still right up there um, in terms of demand. Yeah. So um, speaking of sort of what will happen in the future, are any of these uh, jobs sort of reflective of longer term trends or are they quite recently um, becoming more in demand? No, they're more recently in demand. So I think the, um, the certainly the building and construction, we see that go in cycles. Uh, and, you know, we saw it, in, you know, I remember when the GFC hit back in 2008, 2009, and, and you know, overnight, uh, building and construction jobs just, you know, took this massive, massive dive. Um, but now we're seeing it grow again where the economy is healthy, in government is investing in infrastructure left right and center um there's construction going on everywhere and so we're you know starting to see that again so that that i think is is a cycle that's reflective of uh economics and the economics of the country at the moment um and then you've got the other sort of jobs that are being affected by automation so um manufacturing jobs although you know they still appear in the top 10 which is i know surprising to to many but there are still manufacturing jobs out there despite the fact that holden's closing down today um and um and i guess that that was also another surprise for us was to see that it still makes the top 10 um but you know when those jobs that are being uh i guess um taken over or parts of them are getting taken over by automation uh we're seeing those start to kind of start to slowly decline and I think that will over period periods of time those jobs the the decline of them will will speed up um, and we'll start to see other jobs that that are taking 
them, you know, over from those start to rise. So things like cybersecurity, data science, those sorts of things are just starting to, you know, become on the rise now. Uh, and there's certainly a lot more demand than there is supply. We can't fill those jobs at the moment. But then it's a very new area of technology as well. So people are still trying to get up to speed with it. And do you think it would be fair to say that many of those jobs in that top 10 list are not necessarily university degree related? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, it is inter- inter- interesting to see that obviously with building and construction, their uh, construction, their vet related jobs. Um, now, there are some, you know, construction management and project management jobs that, you know, may or may not uh, require university degrees, but certainly, um, you know, the vast majority of them are fulfilled out of the vet sector. Um, so that that's certainly interesting. Sales jobs, um, you know, don't necessarily require any specific um uh, skills so that or sorry education so you don't necessarily need to have undergone any kind of vet or university training um you know salespeople are typically people that have grown up with a certain skill you know have an inherent certain skill set rather than um a, tra- a training or a necessarily a formal qualification in those um so yeah it is interesting to see manufacturing obviously you don't require any formal qualifications uh accounting you do but office support you don't so it is a real mixed bag and um you know at least half of them don't really require um any degree at all sure so um now moving on to the soft skills component of the report as well as the white paper that you issued along with it yeah how big is this shift that we're seeing to employers preferring or at least valuing soft skills more it's actually huge um and in fact i've been at uh, a number of events and we've run a number of events so uh we're currently uh running events around the country with eu in conjunction with ey um called the jobs agenda where we look at these things we've currently run we've run them in sydney and melbourne we're about to run them in perth adelaide uh, brisbane and canberra and um it's it's the discussion on everybody's lips. Um, I've, I've been at the higher ed forum. It was, they were talking about that. I was at the TAFE directors conference. It's the thing that everybody was talking about is this rise in the demand for soft skills. Uh, EY uh, are an interesting case in point um, in Australia. They don't care what degree you have. Uh, it's more about the sort of person you are in the UK. They've done away with degree, um, the need for degrees at all. So in their new recruits over there, uh, they're looking, they're recruiting basically straight out of high school um, and they're looking for things like, um, you know, sk- skills that people have developed perhaps in their part-time jobs. Um, so the ability to communicate well, the ability to be articulate, um, to be a problem solver, a critical thinker, to be able to work as part of a cohesive team. They're the things that we're seeing uh, are much more in, in demand now than the skill that you specifically learnt in your university degree, especially if your university degree isn't overly specific. So for example, if you're learning to be an engineer, obviously you need to be taught how to do that. Um, but um, in, in certainly some of the big advisory firms, I know some of the banks uh, at the Higher Ed Forum in Sydney, uh, both Deloitte and the Commonwealth Bank uh, were on the panel and both of them were saying this soft skill issue is what they look for now. Um, and typically, you know, what degree you have is, is largely irrelevant. 
Um, it's certainly they're still looking for degree qualified people because that you learn a lot of these soft skills through education, but um, you don't learn all of them. And um, there was discussion around whether or not education needs to either change the way they're teaching um, or look at how to incorporate the development of these soft skills in the education process. And I think that's a very valid point. I think we are seeing that um, you know people are coming out of both BET and uh, higher ed and they still don't have the, um, the soft skills that, that employers are looking for. So even, even things as basic as literacy and numeracy. Um, is still very difficult, but also, you know, the ability to express themselves very succinctly, to have an opinion, to look at things from a critical uh, thinking perspective, and certainly to learn really strong collaboration skills are the things that we're seeing that are really in demand at the moment. And could there be a danger for potential employees being evaluated based on these skills because they're not as measurable as hard skills? Uh, look, absolutely. Um, although I think the general consensus from you know the the many people that we're speaking to on a daily basis is that um, you can pretty much inherently tell when people have got these skills. And certainly, if you put them in intern into an internship program or some kind of work experience and kind of get them in and watch the way they work, um, you can pretty much tell whether they've got them or they don't. So, but certainly they are much harder to measure and. Uh, it's something that is quite um, subjective as well. So it depends on the different organisations and the different people within those organisations as to which, what focus they put on those, any particular set of those skills. But certainly um, it is a focus and people are looking for those well-rounded candidates, not someone who's just technically competent. And just going back to something you mentioned earlier about what educational institutions are doing to develop these skills in students, Mm -hmm. do you think from what you've observed that they are doing enough in that regard? Um, Some of them are and some of them aren't. Um, And, you know, without naming names, obviously, we are seeing that... um, one thing that makes a really big difference uh, to the outcomes for students is how involved industry is in their education. So I know there are some universities now where they have made industry participation mandatory in uh, any part of a degree. Um, I know a case in point, UTS in Sydney, uh, it is now mandatory for a student uh, doing an undergrad to have 50 hours worth of work placement as part of that Um, degree and that teaches um, those students so many things that you don't learn in a in a classroom or a lecture theater Um, you learn them on the job and that what it is something that we discovered actually about 12 months ago we did a a deep dive into some of the data that we have around uh, the outcomes for uh, job seekers that were in education and what we found was that those that had had work work placement as part of their education got into the workforce four times faster than those that didn't. Um, and that in itself, I think, is a really telling story in that. Um, and, and what we, we did is we looked at the job seekers who, and I can send you a copy of this report, actually. Um, we looked at the job seekers who had had no previous study related work experience so they hadn't actually worked in the industry before Um, and if they had work placement as part of their study 
they were the ones that got into the workforce four times faster. So we kind of discounted anybody that, that had already had that work experience. And I think that statistic is hugely telling, as I said, that, um, um, you know, we need to get education and industry working much closer together so that the skills that education are requiring are at the forefront of what we're, how we're, how and what we're teaching students. Uh, I know from a, a you know, an employer's perspective, we work um, with UTS actually, we, we work with students in some of their classes and we actually give them our real data um, and they work on projects in conjunction with us and the value for the students is unbelievable. Their development, you just see them um, do things that you would not, not normally do in a class um, when you're just being taught um, and their passion for what they're doing skyrockets as well and for us as an organisation it's hugely beneficial to work with these you know fresh minded fresh ideas um, and they really you can see how they then start to look at business and how it actually applies to what they're learning as opposed to just I guess the theoretical side of what they're doing um, so that I think is something that keeps jumping out to us through the data that we're looking at is that that closeness of industry and education and and how it needs to that we need to work together to make sure that we have students that when they come out of university are actually employable um, not just their employability index and and which there's a I think there's a, a bit of argument around at the moment we did an article that was published in the Australian a little while ago and um, there was some um, some counters from um, the university sector saying, well, you know, these students are highly employable, but employable and getting employed are two different things. And what we're seeing is that students are coming out and they're not able to get jobs because they don't have these skills. And so, as I said, I, you know, it's our belief that we need to work really closely. And I'm, when I say we, I mean industry needs to work really closely with education um, to make sure that we are telling them what it is we're expecting. And just to wrap up, why are employers focusing a lot more on soft skills at the moment? I think it's because we, the, the speed of everything and the speed of change at the moment is, is you know, mind-blowing. And what we are looking for as uh, in this environment where, you know, pretty much every business is going through radical change at the moment, whether it's the impact of automation or it's the impact of some kind of other technology on our businesses, um, the business landscape is harder. We're looking for people that can solve problems. So it's, um, it's one thing to kind of, I guess, come out and say, well, I can do these technical skills, but business is a series of problem solving. And so I think more businesses are realising that they need people that can function in a very fast changing environment and deal with problems and issues and challenges as they come up. And so I think that's why we're now focusing more on, you know, you don't learn that necessarily in, in a university or, or vet course, you, you, you learn that in life, you learn to be a problem solver. And so um, businesses are saying, well, I, I now work in this environment that's changing in a huge way and I'm continually putting out fires, solving problems, looking at better ways of doing things. And so I need people that have those skills to help me to be able to do that. And I think it's, um, you know, to sum up, I think it's just a, a, a circumstance of a very fast moving, changing business environment that we're now requiring people that don't just come in and do a job, but people can help us, you know, adapt to that change. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure.